lights up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever till the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day That's our good friends, the McKay Project from Columbus, Mississippi. And the McKay Project are awesome, talented people, Dennis and Leslie McKay, and they just write some great songs, but they also like to do some traditional music like this one right here. Oh, 
Daryl's, I know that got you dancing in your seat. Daryl's back here in the sleeper dancing, and this old truck's a-rockin'. So we're going to play one more song by the McKay Project to slow Daryl down a little bit. Here's Dennis and Leslie McKay. Every Friday night we'd find him Right up to closing time And sitting on a bar stool Beneath the neon sign Yeah, he'd be pouring whiskey down Sorrows try to drown, but he came a long way from a bar stool to a church pew. Thought I'd never see the day he'd be the first one up on Sunday morning and the first to kneel and pray. Yeah, he came a to a church pew Now every Sunday night you can find him Yeah, he's always right on time Sitting on a church pew With his hands raised up high And when he shouts amen I can't believe that's really him He came a long way from a bar stool To a church pew Thought I'd never see the day He'd be the first one up on Sunday morning And the first to kneel and pray He came a long, long way Yeah, long our good friends the mckay project from columbus mississippi and they recorded that at their studio 115a they're a class act they are they are great friends of the ministry partners with us yes they are do you know gary uh, you partner with them and several people during through the years 
at Lonesome Road Ministries. You met so many people that's touched your lives. But you know, Gary, you've touched a lot of lives. You know, you're not just a recorder, producer, truck driver. You've also stood behind some pulpits, haven't you? Yeah, God has blessed me beyond anything I could ever dream, hope, or imagine. And he has sent me all over the country sharing my testimony. And every once in a while, he lets me preach a message. I get to preach at our home church once in a while. And I was interim pastor at Samaria several months and got to preach several messages. And yeah, every once in a while, we put them out on a CD and send them out to people out there on the road. You know, our first CD conference, Lonesome Road CD conference in Carmel, Illinois, is about six years ago. I'll never forget, we was just getting ready to get started, and you're walking down the hallway, and you go, Daryl, this is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, Daryl, this is crazy. And and when you and I sit here together, just a couple old trailer truckers, and we get to think how God has used us, hmm. not just in CDs, not sitting in the cab of a truck with a driver, but behind the pulpit of a church. I mean, that's crazy. It is. And, and fortunately, you recorded these messages. <laughs> And now we're able to share them with the radio public. So drivers, sit tight, hang on, because here's an awesome message from my good friend, Gary Rayburn. The history of the conference. I wanted to go over that history of the conference just a little bit. This is not in my sermon. Is that all right? (laughs) Ever since I got saved and got started a tape ministry, I've been hearing about these tape gatherings that they had down in out in Virginia and Georgia and all that, these tape ministries that gather like what we did. And uh, I always wanted to go to one of those. Well, I never got the chance until uh, I think it was 2010. And I went down to Bristol, Virginia to a tape gathering. And I met some of these uh, pioneers of the tape ministry. Some of my people that I was, that I called my mentors, Ray Sisk and, and uh, Raymond Brunk and guys like that, and they was putting on this tape gathering, and it was just the neatest thing, and I asked a friend of mine, uh, Galen Taylor, Faith on the Move Ministries down in Memphis, to, to go with me, and, and he showed up, and another friend of mine showed up, and I had a, another guy from North Carolina that showed up, and, and we just had the best time at that tape gathering, just doing what we did here this weekend, just meeting each other, finding out all we could about their ministry, and letting them find out about ours, and we had a great time. And me and Galen got talking about that. And he said, you know, brother, we need to do one of those. And I said, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah, we'll do one down there at Memphis. Down there, that's where he's from. He said, the truck stops are right there. They, we've got this big motel. We'll just rent the motel and put us a tape gathering on. And so that's what we did. And we done that in 2011. And me and Galen and Tony Mack, McMullen, and Joe Arview, we just had the best time down there. And about, we was about the only ones there, though. Nobody else showed up. I mean, it was, nobody was there. Nobody came. And we thought, uh, something, something ain't right here. Maybe we missed God. So we talked about it a while, and I said, I don't think I ever want to do one of them again. <laughs> they ain't no fun when nobody shows up. And Galen kind of agreed with me. But in 2012, in the winter of 2012, Galen called me and he said, brother, he said, I think we got to do another uh, CD conference. And I said, really? I said, I don't think so. He said, well, he said, I've been praying about it and I think God wants us to do one in Carmi at Rig Ministry. I said, I don't think so. I never heard nothing. I never, God didn't tell me that. (laughs) I said, I don't want to do no more of these. And he said, well, Okay, just pray about it and ask God. I said, all right, I can do that. So I did. I started praying about it. And no matter how I prayed, I just felt like I was, Galen was right, that we were supposed to do one of these. So we set it up 
to do in June of 2013, and people came from everywhere to this. It was God. God was in it. It wasn't nothing that we did. It was God. And people just started coming, and, and, and they got excited about what we was doing. They wanted to do one next year and the next year, and here we are. So when God is in it, man, there's nothing that we can't do. But when God ain't in it, man, it can it can fall flat on its face. So we've got to make sure that God is in everything that we're doing right here. And when He is, man, there's no, we can reach anybody, anybody. So that, I just wanted to go over that, that a little bit. So today's message is in Luke chapter five, and the title of this message is "Let Down Your Nets." Luke chapter five, verse one through eleven. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Thank you, Lord. All right. Praise the Lord. You you can be seated. I, I just love this story in Luke chapter 5 about these fishermen. I heard, I heard somebody talking about fishing earlier out here in the foyer. So we're going to talk about fishing a little bit. <laughs> 11 powerful verses we need to apply into our lives right there. Jesus done the majority of his preaching and teaching and reaching by taking the message to the people. He preached in the synagogues, but he also liked to go out where the people were and preach where he was at. And that's what we as a church have to be willing to do. We have to be willing to bring the message to the people wherever they are. Wherever they are. Whether it's Walmart, the grocery store. Hey, Walmart's a great place to be a, to witness to people. Because you're standing in line for a long time out there. And you've got time to visit. And you've got time to lift up the name of Jesus. And ask people, hey, what's going on in your life? You need prayer? Let us pray for you. So, that's a great place to be a witness. But here we find Jesus going right into the workplace, right to the fishermen's boats and witnessing to them, teaching them. And that's what we have to be willing to do. I like this, uh, these scriptures right here. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was the multitude pressed about him to hear the word. They was pressing in to hear what Jesus had to say. Pressing in. I remember uh, when I first got saved, I was in a little Baptist church, in Southern Illinois, 10 Post Oak Missionary Baptist Church. And... Uh, we had a, a group of singers come one time. It was, it was called the Prodigal Sons. And man, I tell you, when they walked in the room, you could feel the anointing that they had. The, you could feel it. It was all over these guys. They were so anointed. And they come in to sing. And I just pressed in. Man, I wanted to stand close to them because I could feel that power that they had all over them. We had this conference here, and this room was full 
of people with anointing all over them. And you could feel it. You could feel it. I heard people after people, that may not be good grammar there, but I heard a lot of folks saying that uh, they could feel the anointing that was in this room. And that's the kind of people that I want to tie myself into. That's the kind of people I want to hang out with. I want that anointing all over me. I want to be around people that are anointed. I want to press in. And that's what was going on here. They were pressing in to Jesus. Man, can you imagine going fishing with Jesus? Huh? That would. One of these days, you may get to do that. That'd be cool. So they pressed in to hear what Jesus was going to say. Pressing in. Pressing in. I remember uh, meeting a man at Springerton Christian Church. When they asked me if I could speak there, I was glad to. Because I remember meeting a guy there years back by the name of Tony Mac McMullen, the most, one of the most anointed men of God I've ever been around. And I was in awe, just, just getting to shake this guy's hand, never thinking that I would ever become good friends with Tony Mac and be partners with Tony Mac and his ministry. But God has something more than we can ever dream, hope, or imagine if, if we'll just press in and see what God has for us. Man, he's got something for each and every person in here that will blow your mind. But I met Tony Mac, and I shook his hand, and I said, Tony, I'd love to have that testimony that you just give on a cassette tape. And he's, he handed me a, one of his uh, DVDs. He said, well, here, brother, if you can use this, just go, go for it. I said, I'll find a way to get it off there and get it on a cassette tape. And so I started duplicating Tony Mack's testimony, sending it out all across the country. And Tony started getting call after call after call after call. But every time I was around Tony, I just wanted to press in. I wanted to be right there with him because of that anointing that he has. What a powerful man of God he was. And that's the kind of people that we need to surround ourselves with. And James Payne, oh man, what an anointed man God he is. I love him, and he has helped Lonesome Road Ministries tremendously. He has saved our ministry. He, I met him in 2015. He come in to Rig Ministry over there, and Rig Ministry was in dire straits then. And God sent James Payne to our ministry. And he, and he sat me down and he said, son, he said, I'm going to help your ministry. God has sent me to help your ministry. If you'll listen to me, I can help you. And so I said, I'm all ears. <laughs> tell me, tell me something. Tell me what I need to know. And the first thing he told me, he said, these newsletters that you send out and these free CDs that you send out, he said, you're not putting a donation envelope in there. I said, well, they're free. He said, that don't mean you can't put a donation envelope in there and give the people a chance to donate into your ministry. And so I did. And he said, another thing, he said, make sure it's a colored envelope. He said, white doesn't work near as good. This is a man of experience. He knows this kind of things. So I started putting donation envelopes in with our CDs and newsletters. And our don- donations not only doubled, it more than doubled. I'll just say that right off the bat. And it's just been going up ever since. And it's not asking for money. It's just letting people know that it takes money to do ministry. So he has helped us tremendously. And then when he comes to the conference, he always takes up offerings for Lonesome Road Ministries. Before he got there, our offerings were pretty low. But after he's got there, he has more than uh, blessed us with letting you people know that we need help. We, it takes just like uh, this church, man. If you don't if you don't tithe every week, this church won't be here long. Either that or you're going to be sitting here without an air conditioner, and nobody wants to do that. So it takes money, it takes tithes, it takes offering to keep ministry going. 
each and every one of us. I don't know why I'm talking about that, but that's what God's laying on my heart right now. But verse 2 and 3 of uh, Luke chapter 5. And, and he stood by the lake. I looked that up and I wrote down here Sea of Galilee. They, that's another name for this lake that I can't hardly pronounce the name. So he stood by the Sea of Galilee. You ever have trouble with them names? Man, I do. And he stood by the, the Sea of Galilee and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and talked to multitude from the boat. Jesus saw an opportunity right there, and he got into one of the boats and he taught them. Everywhere we go, we need to be looking for an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus. You don't have to take your Bible. You don't have to preach to Him. All you got to do is lift up the name of Jesus. He does all the heavy lifting. He draws the people. Hey, you can't save anybody. You couldn't even save yourself. Jesus does the saving. But we have to be willing to tell somebody about Jesus. And you can do that a lot of different ways. What a beautiful day. Look what the Lord has done for us today. Amen. Lifting up the name of Jesus. That's, that's it. Or somebody needs something. I know who can fix it. It's Jesus. Let me pray for you. We don't have to preach. We don't have to have all the answers. Most people, they don't want to witness because they think somebody's going to ask them a question they can't answer. I guarantee you, they will every time because you don't have all the answers. But tell them what you know. Tell them what Jesus has done for you. If they ask you something like, well, I had this, you know, my baby died and I don't understand it. I'm mad at God. I don't have the answer for that. Nobody else does either. But tell them what Jesus Christ has done for your life. Tell him how he's changed you. Tell him how he got you through such a, such a time as that. That's what we have to be willing to do. You don't have to have the answers, but you've got one answer, and it's Jesus Christ. Tell him about Jesus, what he's done for you. And if they ask you some question that you can't answer, say, I don't know, but I'll ask my pastor. He knows the stuff like that. Don't tell him I sent you. <laughs> Jesus took the message. To the people right where they're at in their workplace and that's what we as a church body as the arms and legs of jesus have to be willing to do we have to be willing to take the message to the people it's time to launch out and cast a net verse four when he had stopped speaking he said to simon launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch it's time for us as a church it's time for us as people to launch out and let down our nets and Reach somebody for Jesus. We got family, we got friends, we got neighbors that need Jesus. And it's up to us. It's up to us. Verse 5, But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. I like this word here. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Jesus is saying to each and every one of us, it's time for us to stand up and be the Christian people He's called us to be. It's time to launch out and reach our family, our friends, our neighbors, whosoever. Amen. Yeah. And verse 6, you know, in uh, 2015, right after our conference that we had, that's when, uh, that's the first year James Payne came. That's when uh, the ministry started changing. Right after that conference, I remember waking up at 2.35 a.m. the next, that Sunday night after the conference. I woke up, had tears running down my face. God was speaking to me talking to me. I got up and God sent me to my Bible and I read these scriptures, Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11. And God told me right then, he said, I'm getting ready to cast a net across America and I'm going to use you and all the people that you partner with 
to stretch this net all across America. Can you imagine a net across America and each one of us is hanging onto that net? You imagine the catch that we're going to have of the people's lives that we're going to change by just hanging onto that net? It, one person can't do it, but if we all work together, if we all partner together, we can reach places that we've never thought or dreamed possible. And that's what God has for us. If we'll, if we'll grab a hold and partner with the people that came in this week, they're all partners of this ministry. Now they're your partners. Together, we're going to stretch a net across America. And that includes Carmine. Together. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you got tears coming down your face and Jesus is speaking to you, it's something you don't forget. God said He's going to use us to stretch this net. Anybody that wants to be part of this net, it's time to get busy and get on fire and do what God is calling us to do. It's time to let down our nets wherever we're at, whether it's on the job. People say, well, you can't witness on the job. <laughs> can too. You can too. You can tell somebody what happened to you the next the day before you can tell somebody what happened to you last year year before when you got saved you can tell somebody what happened to you it's called freedom of speech now you might not be able to take your bible in and preach to them out of the bible but you don't need a bible the bible's inside you god's word is inside you the holy spirit lives in you each one of us has the holy spirit living in us if we've been saved if we've surrendered our life to christ and said, here am I, Lord, use me. The Holy Spirit is right there with us everywhere we go. And I love the Holy Spirit. The one thing that the Holy Spirit gives you more than anything in, in the Bible that I've read, if you'll read it, He gives you boldness and gives you power. Power to do what He's called you to do. Verse 6, And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. When they let down their nets, they caught a great number of fish. They caught so many that their nets were breaking. That's a big haul. Too many people want to spend all their time fishing in the same water hole. But Jesus said, what did He say? He said, launch out into the deep. Get out there. Go, let's go a little deeper. Let's get into some different water. And let's find, some, let's find us some people that are lost. Let's change their lives. And when we change their lives, it changes our lives. Every time... You witness to somebody, you feel that anointing. God has placed an anointing in each one of us. I remember Tony Mack. Go back to Tony Mack. His testimony. If We played it the other night. When he got saved inside that prison cell in Oklahoma, he was in the bottom of the bottom. He was on death row. And he got saved. That prisoner that led him to the Lord... Tony said he's seen anointing on him, a special, something special about him. He had lips touching both ears, is what he, Tony, way Tony put it. Looked like he ate a banana sideways. <laughs> had lips touching, but that was the anointing that Tony seen in this guy. And Tony, after he got saved, he called, he called up the warden or whoever it was and, and said, I don't want out of here until you let Michael out too. We're staying together. Tony didn't want to get away from that anointing that Michael had. When they finally got out, they separated him. And Tony was as low as he could get. But he found out real quick that that anointing that Michael had, it was in him too. Each one of us has that special anointing of the Holy Spirit in us. And man, I tell you, we can do what God is calling us to do. We can do more than we ever thought or dreamed possible. We have that anointing. All we got to do is Put it to use. Put it to use. So they caught this great number of fish. Their nets were breaking. So they signaled their partners in other boats. They had partners. We need partners. We've got partners. we got a whole bunch of partners that showed up this last weekend that want to partner with us to reach lost people. That's what they're all about. Uh, and we need to 
partner with them as much as we can, and we will. Their, their boats were so full of, that they started sinking. That's, how, that's what kind of catch we can have if we put Jesus first in our lives. He is going to use us to reach people all over this country. And when Simon Peter saw this, he hit his knees. And he said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all were, that were with him were astonished. All of his buddies were astonished at the catch that they had. They had these guys were professional fishermen, and they'd never seen anything like this. When you put Jesus in your life and in your ministry and the, make him first in everything, you've never seen anything like what your ministry can do. I know that for, for sure. But Jesus said, Do not be afraid, for now you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Followed Jesus. That's what we got to do. We got to forsake all and follow Jesus. One of my favorite uh, verses in the Bible is Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, these were these fishermen that had forsook all and followed Jesus. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. That day, Jesus Christ selected a rather unimpressive group of men as His disciples. They were uneducated, untrained. The Bible says ignorant. There's one version that says ordinary men. I like that version. I consider myself to be ordinary. And God wants to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. These men, after being filled with the Spirit, they turned the world upside down, preaching the gospel. During his ministry on earth, Jesus fed thousands with a child's meager lunch, miracle after miracle. And he viewed the widow's two small coins as a great offering, more than all the generous donations that were received. When we give from the heart, that's what God is asking for us, is give from your heart, whether it's your money, time, or talent. God specializes in using people who aren't naturally qualified to accomplish his task. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If God is calling you to do something, step out. Be bold and do what he's calling you to do because even though you can't do it, God can do it through you if you'll just say, here am I, use me. Moses was 80 years old when he liberated a nation. Moses stuttered all the time, but that didn't stop God from using Moses. Even though he stuttered, he led a nation to the edge of the promised land. Gideon hid from his enemies. I love the story about Gideon. And the Lord showed up to Gideon where he was hiding at, and he said, uh, what did he say to Gideon? He said, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. You can do whatever God is calling you to do. And then later on, the, I, I love this part, this scripture here. It's in uh, Judges 6.34. It says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The Holy Spirit, the anointing, the power came on Gideon. It, it's like he robed himself in Jesus Christ and went out and done what God had called him to do. God isn't looking for impressive people. He wants willing ones who will bow their knee in humble submission. Being weak and ordinary doesn't make you useless. Rather, it positions you for a demonstration of divine power in your life. He takes insignificant ones and delights in making them great. Uneducated, unlearned, untrained, ignorant, 
ordinary, whatever it is, God can make you into something that you never thought or dreamed possible if you'll just say, here am I, use me. Have you ever considered that your lack of ability, talent, or skill is the ideal setting for a great display of Christ's power and glory? It is. If you're willing to submit to His leading and venture into the scary yet rewarding territory of faith and obedience, He will do great things in and through you. Each and every one of us. God is wanting to use us. God is bringing us to new levels if we will just take a step of faith and follow Him. We will bend our knee and say, Here am I. What would you have me do? God has something special, something unique for each and every one of us if we will just reach out and grab it. Most of the time it requires us launching out into the deep claiming territory we are not comfortable in. Or in other words, we've got to get out of our comfort zone and do what God is calling us to do. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to step out and do something bold? It starts with bended knees in prayer saying, Here am I, Lord. What would you have me do? What's our next step? Let's, let's work together. Let's partner together. Let's get all these partners that we met this last weekend and work with them to stretch this net all across America. A harvest like we've never seen. Well, I'm going to close with a little story uh, that will illustrate this, I think. There was uh, this uh, famous writer, and he, he wrote novels and stuff. He always went down to the, by the ocean. He liked to write by the ocean. He would always go to these exotic places to write his books. And he was down in Australia or somewhere at the ocean, and he was getting ready to write his next book. And he also, he always liked to uh, go down to the beach and sit by the beach and write. And he liked to go down early in the morning, and he was headed down to the beach to sit and write one morning. And off in the distance, he seen some, a figure along the beach. It looked like they was dancing. And he thought, well, what's going on down there? And he got a little closer, and they wasn't dancing at all. They was picking up things and throwing them in the ocean. And he thought, well, what, what are they throwing in that ocean? And as he got a little closer, he saw that it was starfish. The beach was littered with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of starfish that had got washed up. See, the tide brings all them starfish up, and then that big tide comes back in and takes them all back. Well, for some reason, that big tide never came in and got all them starfish back. And there was this little boy down there on the beach picking these starfish up and throwing them back in the ocean. And the man came up to the young man and he said, Son, what are you doing? He said, These starfish, they're dying. We got to throw them back. We got to throw them back. They're dying. And he looked at all those starfish fish along the beach and he said, Son, you'll never make a difference. And the little boy, he picked up a starfish, looked at it, throwed it in the ocean, and he said, I'll make a difference to that one. We may not be able to reach everybody, but the ones we do reach, we can make a difference in. And that's what we have to do. We got to start picking up people, praying for them, lift them up to Jesus, and we can make a difference to the ones that we do reach. So today, I want to encourage you, let down your nets. God is wanting to use us to do things right here, all across this country. It ain't just this area. It's all across this country. There's lost people everywhere, and they're dying. And we may not be able to reach them all, but we can make a difference in the ones we, we do reach. So the altars are open. Uh, if you need prayer, if you want to get serious about what God is calling you to do, and I know He's speaking to 
many people in this church. It's time. Time is short. I mean, I'm getting a new pacemaker. I don't know how long it's going to last. So I got to do everything I can. And nobody in here is promised tomorrow. So today is a day that you need to say, Lord, here am I. I want to be used. And if you don't know what God has for you, then right here is the answer. Christ is the answer. We got to bring our cries out to Him and say, God, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do, but I know I want to be used. And when we do that, He starts speaking to us. He speaks things into us that will scare us to death. But if we'll say yes, here am I. Please stand. Let's all stand. And if there's somebody here that God is speaking to today, then please come to the altar. I'll pray with you. Uh, one of the deacons will pray with you. But we all got something we need to be praying about. In Jesus' name. Anybody here needs a, a dose of anointing? Don't we all? We all do. If you want that anointing on your life, come forward. God has more for us. He has so much for us. And Lord, I pray right now for this, this congregation right now. Lord, I pray for an anointing on their lives and their ministries that will bless them and bless everybody they come in contact with. Lord, help us as a church, help us as a Christian people to go out and let down our nets to bring in a catch for the kingdom right now. Lord, we just pray that many souls will be changed, many souls will be saved. And Father, we thank You and praise You in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell me one more time about Jesus All about forgiveness and grace Tell me one more time about Jesus Lord, I need a little more faith Here comes my old friend, the preacher He's knocking at my door Out trying to save all the sinners He's been here so many times before I love the easy conversation Man, that preacher sure can talk Brings up my need for salvation even though he knows I'm stubborn to fault So tell me one more time about Jesus All about forgiveness and grace and Tell me one more time about Jesus Lord, I need church Sunday morning Slipped on in the back door 
drink of water He said sinners come on down the aisle So I went running for the altar Should have seen my old friend the preacher smile So tell me one more time about Jesus All about forgiveness Grace. Tell me one more time about Jesus. Lord, I need a little more faith. Lord, I need a little more faith. Let's go to the Word of God. In go. Jeremiah 29, verse number 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And you're thinking, boy, that's a lot of religious stuff. It's not religious, it's relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you give your heart to Jesus Christ and you diligently seek him in the cab of that truck, you'll find him. So drivers, we're just going to ask you right now today, if you're serious with God, if you're done playing games and you're serious and you want to seek him, just say these simple, this simple prayer. Father, I love you. Father, I know you love me. And I know that I can trust you. And Lord, I ask that you forgive me of all my sins. I know you went to the cross for my sins. And I ask now that you cover me in the blood of Jesus. And let me live my life for him. Give me the peace that I seek and the desires of my heart that you said you'd give me. So I'm going to seek you and search you right now and ask for forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And drivers, obedience equals blessings. You want God's blessings? Then be obedient to what he's calling you to do. And he's calling each and every one of us to surrender our hearts to him. And that's what you just did if you prayed that prayer. And if you did, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. My phone number is 618-383-2107. You can also find us on Facebook, along with Lonesome Road Ministries on Facebook. And the McKay Projects, they're also on Facebook. We are real techie ministries for for a bunch of low techs. (laughs) That's right. So we're going to put this song on for you called Taking Me Home. I hope you enjoy it. A sad old song, windshield whoppers singing along. Take me home, I where I belong. 
have enjoyed today's program and the music today by the McKay Project. I'll tell you what, friends, if you enjoyed this music today, you need to give Dennis and Leslie McKay a call. Their phone number is 662-889-2829. Just tell them how much you appreciate them being a part of Lonesome Road Ministries and order some of their music. You'll be glad you did.
out of tempo Keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio But I gotta keep it rolling Ooh, I'm driving my life away Looking for a better way for me
here's another great song. This is off of our Lonesome Road Volume 2 CD. This is by Dennis McKay, and he wrote this about his daddy, Daddy the Preacher Man. Daddy was an old-time gospel preaching man. Daddy preached to thousands all across the land. And he preached old-time salvation that it was free to every man. I've seen him plead with tears in his eyes to sinners without stretched hands. And maybe everything didn't turn out just like he'd planned. There were times I heard Mama say, gone as far as we Daddy always trusted God He said, son, remember, he always has a plan Now these are the things that I recall About Daddy the Preacher I've seen Daddy take his last time to go and preach the word. Even when the going got rough, Daddy never said a word. Cause when he'd see a sinner falling on his knees to pray, and Daddy was laying up treasures in heaven for some sweet day. Maybe everything didn't turn out just like he'd planned. There were times I heard Mama say, gone as far as we can. Daddy always trusted God He said, son, remember, he always has a plan Yeah, these are the things that I recall About Daddy the Preacher Man Yeah, these are the things I love and recall About my Daddy And drivers, my friend, Gary Rayburn, has a song and testimony called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And just like Gary Rayburn, if you said that prayer, then you've got a testimony. So let's go to the foot of the tree.
crossroads of life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree some road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how oh, I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name this chance could it be my last then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross broken-hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree